Hi, you're now listening to a sermon from Harvest Community Church in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. We're happy to bring you sermons like this one every week. You can find other sermons at our site at harvest-community.org. So without further ado, here's our speaker. Last week we heard a message and a testimony about walking by faith. Everybody say, walking by faith. Amen. I wanted to continue on the topic of faith and the understanding of the biblical understanding of not just walking by faith, but by the times or during the times when we're also going to be protected by our faith. So today the title of my message is Shielded by Faith. Shielded by Faith. If you are a follower of Christ in the army of God and in the family of Jesus Christ, please repeat after me and say this. I am a child of God. I am loved by God. And I am the light of the world. Amen. Our youth group has been in a series on the armor of God. And we're going to continue today. And you guys are going to be able to hear a little bit about it. But the shield of faith. I'm going to read from Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. But we're going to focus on verse 16 this morning. It says this. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from gospel of peace. Verse 16, in addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. Can you pray with me one more time? Heavenly Father, we thank you that today we will not just sit to the side, but God, we will... Pick up the shield of faith, God. We will put on the armor of God. Because we know that the enemy does not like what he is seeing in our church. So God, we pray that we would be able to walk by faith, but also be protected by it. So we thank you and we give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Someone once said that our faith is not limited to our five senses. Our faith is not limited to our five senses. I was listening to a testimony this past week on YouTube, and there was this man, uh, and he was struggling to breathe. He was like, (gasps) every breath he took, he didn't know if it was going to be his last. There was something going on in his body, and he couldn't breathe. Obviously, he survived, but he was looking back on this story, and when he was having trouble to breathe, And thinking about even Jesus, there was a moment where he caught a vision of what was happening. He saw in this vision, every breath he took, it was like something was shooting into him. It was like every breath he took was actually thrown to him when he was struggling and about to die. So whenever he took a breath, he saw something go, and then he had a little bit of oxygen. It was a crazy thing, and he was thinking about the scripture in that moment where it says in Lamentations, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. 
great is your faithfulness. And when he was looking back on that and thinking of the scripture, he realized that every morning he wakes up, that means there's a new mercy laid upon him. If you're watching this or listening right now or in this room on this earth and you woke up this morning, man, God gave you some mercy. God gave us mercy. We have no control when our life ends in the same way we have no control truly when life begins. Every breath that we take, every move that we make, it's because of the mercies of Jesus. Isn't that a song, right? Every move I make, I make in you. Yes. Amen. See, breath and oxygen is needed. But to the naked eye, let's look around right now. Can we see oxygen floating around in this room? No. But if you sucked oxygen out of this room, we would soon start suffocating. We can't see it, but we need it in the same way. Faith cannot be limited to the five senses. We can't see it. We can't touch it. We can't necessarily feel it, but it is so needed. It protects us. Faith is not a feeling. Faith must be more powerful than feelings. Yesterday, the youth group, we went to Six Flags, and I was on this roller coaster. It wasn't really a roller coaster. It was just like a little ride. And the, we were on the dark night. It was pitch black. And at the end of it, there's this train coming towards you. And me and Aiden, we were like, ah, right? And we knew it was fake, but we felt like it was real. There's going to be times in our life where we have to choose faith over our feelings. If you think about it, when you watch a scary movie, you know this movie's fake, but you'd be like, ah. Faith must be more powerful than feelings, but feelings is very, very Difficult sometimes. In our main passage, Apostle Paul, he writes to take up the shield of faith. Take up. See, having faith is not natural. He's pretty much saying, pick up the shield of faith, which is my first point. Pick up the shield of faith. Pick it up. Faith is not something naturally within our hands. You know, it's truly a decision that we need to make every single morning. Many parents in here, you probably said your, your kid dropped something. You're like, pick it up. All right. Hold on. We say things like this. We say, it won't pick up itself. All right. Acting as if that phrase is going to change the situation. Be like, Daddy, you are so right. It's really not going to pick itself. I will pick it up for you. We think it's going to help, right? But here's the thing. In the same way, I'm going to say it right now, faith won't pick itself up. Every morning, the moment we wake up, will we respond to the mercies that are new every morning? Or will we just walk and continue our day? We are at Six Flags again, and uh, my group, uh, we didn't do all the, the, the big roller coasters, right? Because we, we were looking at some of these roller coasters, and we were like, man, it's a whole lot of faith to jump on that one. <laughs> Yesterday, we didn't have a lot of faith, so what we did was we ended the day on a nice train ride. <laughs> we went on the train yesterday. It was amazing. You know, some of us, we have faith in engineers, design a roller coaster. We have faith to believe that we're going to survive, and, you know, we raise in our hands. 
But I want to challenge you. Some of us would rather trust the engineer for a roller coaster rather than trust the engineer and creator of the universe. I challenge you today to pick up your faith. And maybe some of you, you left it, but it's okay. It's still there. Pick it up. You can still pick it up. In the scripture, there's a, a war being waged that we can't see. And it says to take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. See, the arrows that the scripture talk about is the things where it can pierce the human skin. But man, when it's dipped in fire, not only can it pierce the human skin, but it's scary to look at. It can come at you real fast. It can come at you in the dark. And not only can we see it hit the ground, but man, if it hits something next to you, it can turn into a blazing fire. Fire is something so powerful. A little candle can burn a whole house down. A little spark can cause a forest fire. These arrows that hit us in our Christian walk, in our Christian faith, sometimes it can be very scary. Maybe an illness in a loved one. Maybe a financial struggle. Maybe, you know, that test that's next week. Maybe it's going to college. Maybe it's graduating from college. Maybe it's that first day on the job. It can be scary, and our faith can waver. There's going to be things thrown at us, but I truly believe that when we hold on to the faith of Jesus Christ and the promises that we see in the word, we will be protected. I do believe that there are times when things happen naturally. For example, maybe your car breaks down. But man, I have seen so many times. I, I was a director of a youth conference with over 100 churches. And every single year, on the way home, multiple vehicles would break down. I do believe that that can naturally happen. But I do believe also that the enemy can use different things to distract us from our faith, just like those fiery arrows. This is why I believe that it's important to pray especially for protection over our young people. When a Roman soldier knew that arrows with fire would come at them, what they would do is they would sometimes actually do the practice of dipping their shield in water or dipping their shield so that it can be wet, so that by the time the arrow hits, it is not as strong. Today, my hope is that when we worship and we would dip ourselves in the presence of the Lord. I felt it in opening worship. Let's do it again right after. I think the number one greatest sickness that we have as many Christians is we have this thing called spiritual amnesia. I believe that many of us have truly had a genuine encounter with God. And that's why you're here. It's because God has done something in your life. But the problem is many times we have that amnesia and we forget right away. If I was the devil and I knew that there was a youth conference going on, where would I attack that church? I would probably attack it 12 hours after the blessings happen. I would probably attack it actually a couple hours, maybe even right away after the blessings happen. But in times of spiritual amnesia, we have to remember what God has done in the past. The whole Bible is here for us so that we would remember and remember and remember the faithfulness of God. So today I want to ask you, where do you need faith? 
Where is that place that you need to pick up your shield once again? Where is it? Last week, we heard and we witnessed the journey of a young woman who was walking by faith. Raise your hand if you were here last week. Amen. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing about that testimony. I don't think it was just powerful because she walked by faith. I really don't. I think it was powerful because of the way she was walking in her faith. That young woman, she had a whole lot of confidence. Amen? She had a whole lot of confidence. She did a lot of things that a lot of us wouldn't do. There's a difference between someone just walking in faith and hesitating, right, a little tiptoe, versus somebody who's just walking. I'm walking in the building, right? I'm walking in here. I believe that what she did something different was not just pick up the face or the shield of faith, but she also stood behind it, which is my next point. Stand behind your shield. Stand behind your shield. When Peter walked on water, yeah, he was probably like that, oh, Jesus, you sure, right? And I bet you anything, Jesus just walked up and was like, I'm walking. I believe that the woman last week, even now, even as she, you know, I don't want to share too much, but, you know, left, she's truly walking in faith and confidence. It reminded me of the scripture uh, Psalm 91. In Psalm 91, it says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. When we stand behind a, a shield, we are actually standing in its shadow. It continues to say this, I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snail and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day. The Bible says, rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I'm going to say, pick up your shield of faith and rest in the shadow of your faith. When we stand behind something, we stand in its shadow. When we have a shield, there is no use for a shield if it's behind us. The full potential of a shield is when it's in front of us. In battle, when a soldier is in the shadow of its shield, they can't always see, see the most. It might have to peek over, right? But there is confidence that it's going to protect them because it's in the shadow. Did you know that even demons believe and have the faith to believe there is a God? Did you know that? Some of us know the scripture in James. It says, you believe there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. Someone once said, some Christians has the same type of faith as demons. They believe there's a God, but they don't put Jesus as God. Oh my gosh, I hope that I would never be labeled as a Christian who has the same faith as a demon. Pick up the shield, put it in front of you, and walk. There is a faith that is dead and there is a faith that is alive. Psalm 28, 7, it says, The Lord is my strength and my shield, my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart, heart exalts 
And with my song, I shall thank him. Faith is not worn, but it is picked up. Faith without works is dead. Faith can't just be there sitting in your living room. There's an action that needs to be done, and we need to stand behind it. In my old dance ministry, uh, M4G, uh, Move for God, I have one of my alumni in here in the room. I want to share a little story about her. I hope that's okay, Gina. She's over there. I knew she was coming today. That's why I'm sharing this story. So some shows. Uh, so just so you know, M4G, man, uh, we had the privilege when I was in there to dance in front of thousands of people all, all throughout the years. Even YouTube, uh, we just hit over, I think, 500,000 views. And God has really been doing a lot in there. But I remember I would be with my students, and we were in this show, and there was about 1,000 people in the audience. And we're behind the stage. Nobody knows what's going on behind the backstage. And what we're doing while people are, the service is going on, and it's literally a service going on. There's a countdown for us to come on. Uh, we're in the back. We're stretching. We're stretching. And some of the students are freaking out. Sometimes I, I, I performed with them. So I would just look around. And for me, when I'm backstage, because I danced for like 20 years, I, I would just get excited. I get in this weird mindset like Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant, just be like, oh, I'm going to kill this thing, right? I'm going to kill stage. But it's a very vulnerable thing if, if you haven't done it a lot. It can get very scary. All that is there is a stage, music, and you. It is one of the most vulnerable things that you could ever do in life. And I remember I was looking at some of the students. They're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to forget my moves. Even though they dance like thousands of hours in preparation and they have muscle memory now. So what I would do is like I would see, I would see Gina. She was one of them. It's okay, Gina. She's she confident now, but I would, I would be like, Gina, come here. Stand next to me. And then we would just stretch. No talking. No talking. We would stretch. And I'd say, Gina, look at me. I was like, you think I'm worried? And she's like, you don't look worried. And I'm just like, keep stretching. Keep stretching. And then I start whispering things to her and say, Gina, you are a beast. Gina, you're going to go crazy. I said, Gina, the only reason why God allowed us to do this is because he's going to do something through it. If he didn't give us this opportunity, man, if it wasn't backed by him, it doesn't really mean anything. But we're doing it for God. If he allowed it, man, he's going to be faithful, even in the way we use our body. And then I walk away. And I come back. And I'll be like, Gina, stay next to me. And then we just stand there. I'm going to stop practicing. Stop practicing. And I'll be like, I look at her. You feel it? And then I don't know where she's like, uh-oh, I feel it, right? I feel it. And then what do we do? We, we hopped on that stage, and we killed that performance, and God was faithful. When it comes to our faith, when we stand behind the shield, when we, actually, when we first pick it up, something happens. And then when we stand behind it, something happens. But there's a third thing that happens that is incredible. It's when we connect our shield with others. Connect our shield with others. When we get to go into a formation, if you look at this picture, there was many types of formations in the Roman army. And this was one of them. And one of these formations called the tortoise formation. Bah! They would go like this, and sometimes they'd be on the side, and they could just go anywhere they want. All the arrows would be firing, and they just keep going. And it's just, they're so protected. 
Now, pay attention to this. Can this formation be effective if they are not in harmony with one another? No. If they are not in communication, if they are not in harmony and unity, they will all just get hit by arrows. But here in this formation, some people can't see. Only the people in the front can see. But they're trusting and they're walking. Just like Gina stood next to me and got that confidence. Man, we need to stand with others who have the confidence of faith in God. And sometimes it's okay. Sometimes your faith may not be a lot. But I know there are people in here where I could lean on. Connect with others. The shield of faith is walking in faith, but also walking in confidence. But something special happens when we walk together. And something happens to the enemy where first he is the one intimidating with those fiery areas, but now, man, if you see that crew coming up at you, oh my gosh, that's so intimidating for the enemy, and he will flee. Amen? Harvest, we are one body, and I think we need to start fighting like it. I already know I've only been here several months, but man, the enemy is attacking our church. And it's not each other. It's, it's not another person. Don't forget who the real enemy is. In a moment, we're going to pray together. In a moment, we're going to worship together. And my hope is that we would do it in spirit and in truth, in unity, under the name of Jesus Christ. Don't pick up pride in our church. Pick up faith. The shield of faith covers our whole body. When we're linked together, it's beautiful. And we can walk confidently. Having faith is difficult. And actually, one of the things that I've been trying to teach the youth group is be the first one. Take initiative. Be the first one to have faith when no one else is. In my family, on my mother's side, uh, she was the first one to have faith. My mother, in her family. And uh, actually, you, you could leave, up the, actually leave this picture up. It's not my mom. It's not my mom. That's not even me. That's my brother. <laughs> but anyways... It'll make sense in a moment. It'll make sense. So my, my mother, she was the first one who gave her life to Christ. And in her family, she received a whole lot of backlash uh, when she was converted. She was hated on just for her faith. But she was the first one, and she was persistent in sharing the gospel with others. And eventually, others came to know Jesus, including this woman and my brother. But first, this, this woman. Uh, this woman is my grandmother's sister. And um, my grandma's mother's sister uh, is very... I didn't realize how important she was to my life until this past weekend. My grandmother actually helped raise me a lot, and this was her younger sister. Yesterday, Saturday, in the morning, I got the news that my grandmother's sister passed away. And it was early in the morning, and I was getting ready to go to Six Flags. And I began to think about this legacy that this woman left. All because my mother was the first one to share her faith. The first one to pick up that shield and move forward. Uh, this was the type of auntie that changes the room. Her name was Tita Alti, 
And uh, Tita means aunt in Tagalog and Filipino. And as you see, she's dancing with my brother. My brother's got money on his shirt. It's just a money dance Filipinos do. You know, don't think it like that, okay? <laughs> but she put up 100 bucks on my brother that day. And she's the type of auntie, well, she walks into the room, everybody knows, Tita auntie, welcome, welcome, right? And she was the one, she would crack jokes, and you don't know if she's for real or not. And you don't want to challenge, you know, what she's saying. But she'd always be like, my boyfriend in this condo building. She's like, who's, Tita, you ain't got no boyfriend, right? She's like, my boyfriend was just saying how beautiful I am today. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, thanks, Tita Ati. This guy's like, like a third of her age the whole time. Like, Tita Ati, what are you talking about? She's that kind of auntie. And she was the type where she was the first one on the dance floor. Just like how my mother is the first one to share her faith. Filipino wedding party, it's hard to be the first one on the dance floor, honestly. They'd be rushing to the floor. But she's the first one. And even until her old age, even until this past week, my uncle would dance with her, right? My uncle's very stylish. And he rock, come on, Tita Alti. And, you know, at the point, you know, she couldn't really walk and move much. So she could only do this, right? Only her feet would be moving. But then she'd throw some hips, right? And she's really, really elderly. She don't have much, but she got the fire in her eyes, too. She'd just be staring. She'd be staring. That was the type of woman that she was. And yesterday... For Friday night, she was surrounded by family as she was taking her last breaths. She was surrounded by my mother who shared her faith with her. She was surrounded by my cousins. She was surrounded in love. And if you think about it, just like how the first story was, your mercies are new every morning, a new type of mercy came over her life Saturday morning. And because of her life, now more family is getting to know who Jesus is. If you think about it, she had the shield of faith, but even in her last breaths, she was shielded by her faith, where even death lost its sting, where even death couldn't have the last say, to the point where even death actually means life, all because she picked up her shield of faith. Guys, there are some of us in this room, we have forgotten to pick up our shield. There are some of us in this room, and you know I'm talking to you. You've left your shield rusty on the floor. Now I want to encourage you today and say it's not too late to pick up that shield. Don't put it behind you. Put it in front of you. You know you've been attacked. You know you've been exposed to the enemy. You know it. It was a rough month, year, week, morning. When you're exposed, I'm going to say, man, pick that shield up again and hold it with your brothers and sisters who are in this room who are willing to walk with you 
and fight with you and for you. In Psalm 28, 7, it says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart exalts, and with, with my song, I shall thank him. Uh, praise man, you can come up. I'm going to finish. Uh, I wasn't going to do this, but I, I felt like I need to bring a little poetry for those who are um, artistically leaned on. I wrote a, a poem uh, several years ago in a time where I couldn't just walk in my faith, but I had to fight for my faith. And it was very difficult. But I believe that this, uh, this word in the scripture that we have from Paul can truly make us get back in the fight. So for you, where you know I'm talking exactly to you, man, I'm going to say pick up your shield again. It's time to get back and fight. The title of this spoken word, and you can keep playing, praise man, is uh, Church Rise Up. One thing that I ask is that you would just keep your minds and your hearts and your ears just open for the word that's about to be spoken. See, when I wake up in the morning, the devil says, uh-oh. See, there's an enemy out there that I can't see. I know that he came to steal, kill, and destroy, but I'm here to help set the captives free. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. I put on the whole arm of God in anticipation of the fight. The church is rising, despising the sin. No longer will we back into the corner we have chosen to win. Flames extinguished, fear diminished. I truly believe in the words when he said, it is finished. Fastened on the belt of truth, I was made in his likeness. He's the way, the truth, and the life, so I'm now strapped with the breastplate of righteousness. No longer scared, I'm prepared with the shoes of the gospel of peace, gospel of grace, no time to waste. Left hand grasping the shield, of faith. I got the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. The word of God in my life is present. So I look forward to heaven because that's where we're headed. See, heaven is embedded, embedded in our soul. So church, let them know that Christ is who we know. So church, rise up. See, there's an enemy out there that I can't see. I know that he came to steal, kill, and destroy. But I'm here to help set the captives free. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. I put on the whole armor of God in anticipation of the fight. So I'll renew my mind. This life is no longer mine. The tomb was empty, redemptive plan like free gold from a mine. Let me remind that you can't rewind. So as we move forward in time, let's go ahead and let our little light shine. No longer will we wait for a move of God. We decided to be the move of God. I'm walking from the cross, walking from victory and no longer for it. Confidence that God's got my back and you can't ignore it. So church, rise up. Because when we wake up in the morning, the devil says, uh-oh. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you that this fight is worth fighting. And we thank you that we are equipped 
to fight this fight that is in front of us. Lord, I pray for some of us who have been open to the enemy's arrows that we would hide against in the shadow of the Almighty. For a moment, it's going to be a short prayer time, but let's pray right now and say, God, I want to pick up my shield of faith again. Maybe a quick, God, I'm sorry it took so long, but I choose now. Let's make that simple prayer and say, God, I need faith in this. Strengthen me today. And then we'll close in prayer. Thanks for listening to the sermon from Harvest Community Church. If you would like more information or have any questions or comments, check out our website at harvest-community.org. Thanks for listening.